0: The whole time, the whole thing was shadowing us, right behind us, right on the side of us. You could, could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, and the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the wall, road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and black thing is all I can
1: public and the 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 public and the
3: and good evening cyberspace welcome to squatch tv for today's date november 22nd 2020 i'm your host your guide the squatch detective steve coles along with my co-host right down well down there or <laughs>
0: kind of around I, i'm there. here yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> mr chris bennett how are you doing
0: chris doing good steve man it's getting cold around here i, I think you got down in the 50s today
3: that is no fair that is that that is chris that's a bitch move And of course, up there, or you know, even further down, and over, over, the-
4: over there, right here, yeah, yep, yep. This guy, howdy, howdy. Uh,
3: there's Mr. Reverend Jeff Kelly. Hello, Jeff. How are you?
4: I'm doing fine. And for those of you, before you ask, and I am actually a legally ordained minister in the in the Universal Life Church of California, and have been since 1999. So you may indeed call me Reverend. I believe it's Reverend Captain would actually be the proper denomination <laughs> since I have my captain's license as well. But, you know, we'll just stick with Reverend for tonight. How about that? That is so cool. Jeff works just as fine. I mean, yes. it really does.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so let's do our roll call, folks. Of course, we got B in the house. Hi, B. And uh, we got Timothy. He's new. He found us. Hello, Tim. Welcome hey, to the Tim. show. O-T's, Timothy McHugh. OT is on time. He's like, woohoo, on time. <laughs> OT. Quick Witty's back again. Hello, Quick Witty. Welcome. <laughs> and uh who else we got here uh so far oh rick rick uh, bell of course rick being a little sarcastic bigfoot isn't real <laughs> uh I know. terry's in the house hello terry welcome welcome terry. tack how you doing mikey how you doing hey, tack of course we got charlie wonton on in the house
0: Ah, <laughs> charlie welcome and i like uh, wontons
3: diane diane's in the house and and, and there's welcome the real mr jimmy diane. trek <laughs> Keith in the house. Hello, Keith. Keith. Quick, quickly, he said he's got some tough questions for y'all. Okay, oh. that's what we like. We like yes. stuff like that.
4: tough questions are never a problem because I have tough answers.
3: <laughs> and sometimes I have no answer at all.
4: Right. That's a tough answer sometimes. I don't know. Shit.
3: <laughs> and we got uh. Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Welcome, hey, welcome.
4: Sarah.
3: So here we are. and uh,
4: I think you missed John Swan out there, my friend. Is he?
3: I did. Hello, John. Did. Yeah, we don't want to.
4: Welcome John. Hello, hey, man.
3: John. He's got the uh, good old New York Yankee.
4: Uh, yeah. I know what it's like to be the guy left out of the room, so, you know, <laughs> hey John, glad you're out there.
3: So anyway, uh Reverend Jeff is uh, the host of the Squatchers Lounge podcast and runs a Facebook call, uh group called the Squatchers Lounge. I've been there forever just about. Oh god. Yeah. And um so why? You, you know, know
4: it's funny the Squatchers Lounge came out of the necessity of bullying. Really? It did. Um when the uh, the the coalition for retarded bigfoot people in the world got uh, got out of hand, we left it. We just said screw it. I'm done with that childish crap and we started the Squatchers Lounge which was no drama. You start drama in the lounge and you're booted. We don't ban you. We just kick you out. So you can read it. We we love pe- some people say we don't even join we just come there to read it with our coffee in the morning and that's great but yeah that literally was the reason that the that the Squatchers Lounge was created was to get away from the, a lot of the Bigfoot bullying that used to go on
3: speaking of which
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Richter and his ears girl
0: <laughs> oh Richter come on man Richter, Richter and his sarcasm
3: <laughs> See, I, I know richter very well and that's just the way he 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 busts he rags on every He rags on me too so
4: yeah richter richter tried to do one of those hit piece shows on me and it's it seemed like 118 views in three years so I'm not really all that concerned <laughs> oh, about how richter feels about me um you know it's just been one of those things that oh. when 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 personalities clash i don't give a crap anymore and yeah. that's just one of those so and you, you know, know did- a long time no speak ever don't think <laughs> about you you have no zero room in my brain for thought but you know thanks for being a dick
3: <laughs> well we love you
0: both so <laughs>
4: We love it's you okay. both. It's <laughs> fine. Ne-
0: Neutrality is a great place to be right now.
4: Absolutely, you can be neutral. That's wonderful. I don't have to be. <laughs>
3: well, I know, I know, I, I, I prefer not to be gender neutral. I'm a guy. Man. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. No, I know which bathroom to use. That's for sure. Uh
3: oh! Now, now there goes the neighborhood. Mister bachochin is in the house. Jay, Jay. <laughs> um. So anyway, how in the hell did you get started in this? uh crazy stuff well and, and by you know, the way mike says that the squatchers lounge was the first podcast he ever watched
1: richter's well
4: that's all second <laughs> was- <laughs> well that that's funny because I, my show actually was born of richter's show i'll be honest with you um yeah the the, the podcast but <laughs> my the squatchers Lown's podcast was born of richter's show it was it a team it was at a time that team taser was around and, and Snowwalker Prime and 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 all those people Ro- Rosie Hebe and and uh Sean Arvong and Richter and myself and well before myself Richter and they they all had this this coalition of shows that were going on that were supporting each other and you know they were cross-membering back and forth and actually trying to build something decent in the you know in the Facebook world for some actual entertainment to go along with the Bigfoot yeah. a lot of them had this this goal of being on TV that was their ultimate goal. They wanted to be on TV. They wanted to be TV personalities. And they invited me to come on Richter's show, which I guess at that time, Richter, your show was scraping the bottom of the shark, too. The bottom of the jumping the shark and scraping the bottom of the barrel, too. But, you know, they invited me on their show. And the voice, that, that's what everybody listens to. They don't really listen to my content. They listen to my voice. I could literally sit and talk about the color of bubblegum on the streets of New York City for two hours, and people would tune in. Um, I mean, I can debate anybody on just about any subject, whether I'm right or not. It doesn't matter. I'll still <laughs> debate it that I am right until the very end of it. But, uh, yeah, I went on Richter's show, and we talked Bigfoot, and we we talked about my one, my, one of my sightings in Pennsylvania when I was 16. And, uh, you know, I was one of the first people that actually admitted that I saw its genitals. It had balls the size of your fist swinging between its legs coming down a game trail. And, you know, it was just something that was so disturbing but I figured out later that it wasn't so much the, the, the balls that was disturbing me. It was the length of the legs um, in the Bigfoot. Bigfoot themselves, everybody, oh, it's the arms. It's the arms. they got got weird, weirdly long arms. But they don't. They have weirdly long legs. <laughs> you look at a gorilla stand up and go waddling around. You look at a chimp stand up and go walking around. You look at a billy ape who's six feet tall go waddling around. They've got these short-ass little weird legs. But a Sasquatch, as it gets up and turns on them big hips and just starts walking away, It's got weirdly long ass legs and that just kind of draws your attention to that portion of the body that was in there. And after the show, Ro Ro fell in love with my voice and offered to help me start the Squatchers Lounge podcast and did exactly one show with me Uh, (laughs) and then became entirely too busy to do anything else for me. And I started my own channel. And from there, I basically just built my brand. Um, First few years, uh, it was great. You know, I had uh, Kip Morrill was on the show. He was my first co-host. He lasted like six weeks before fire season broke out and then he had to split. Yep. Um, And then we brought on David Batdorf after that. And David Batdorf and I were like brothers for a long time, man, like years we were brothers. His kid knew who I was, his wife knew who I was. We went on investigations together. And, uh, you know, there was some weird falling out there. And I really don't even understand the whole weird falling out thing. But he'd been kind of looking for an exit for a while and blew up after Trump won the election on me and left the show. If any, if you haven't heard the truth before, that's really what the truth is. My last text message to David Batdorf was as though I may not have a seat at your table. You will always have a seat at night. Yeah. Although this many years later, you can go screw yourself. Um, I'm sorry, you haven't even contacted me in four years to say, hey, buddy, you know, I may have been a little little overzealous with some of that. You know, yeah. you didn't but you didn't deserve it. But no, I've gotten absolutely no contact. And with somebody like that, I don't I don't beg to stay friends with you. No. I just don't. When, when things become too toxic, I have to cut it out.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a shame uh, when politics you know, Chris and I have had the, this conversation personally. and We don't really talk politics, but it's a shame yeah. when when politics or even stances on certain things, like I can be, you know, people like there's people that believe in the woo or or, or whatever. If they want to believe what they want to believe, that they're entitled to do that. I have no harm against them, and they they can have a seat at my table too.
4: We have quasi theories from a quasi scientist with Dean Uh Cooper every single week on the Squatchers Lounge. And he talks about all that woo fairies and dancing and, you know, the haunted room and and gremlins and all kind of stuff because it's fun to talk about. And he believes a lot of that stuff. Some of those things actually happened to him. He wasn't just making some of those things up. And by no means am I one to say that didn't happen to you. Yep. Okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to say that you didn't experience. I'm not even going to be the one that tells Dr. Matthew Johnson that he doesn't experience Zorth because he's got a effed up brain from an injury and he very may well experience Zorth. It's the idiots that surround him and support him and lie to him like the Emperor's New Clothes going, no, Matt, yeah, no, Zorth is definitely there. There's a portal, <laughs> buddy. No problem. You shine some light on it. Shut that portal down and we'll be just fine. Those are the people that are the actual problem they are because that becomes the cult that becomes the sycophantic cult at that point and then they can't be wrong So, because if they're wrong then they're completely wrong
3: so so how how angry does it make you sometimes and i'll see this conversation going along in in multiple chats or multiple groups and all of a sudden somebody from the the uh janu group will say (laughs) Well, they're tracheon and they're, they're, they're interdimensional and, and they, they can be killed, but they're dangerous. And they, they kind of derail the whole thing on, you know.
4: It, it, it's kind of the same way that my drunk uncle Louie will come in during Thanksgiving and just screw up the whole talk about the NFL season. You know, he doesn't even watch NFL. He's talking about cricket because he lives in freaking the UK. You know, but it doesn't matter to him. He just wants to be part of the conversation. But you're right. It, it 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 does get frustrating. But you know they have that block button for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it does work.
3: And I I, I usually people, engage.
4: Yeah. I well, I try to. I try to. I bait people a lot. I'll admit it. I I bait. I bait famous people. Hell, I've baited Jeff Meldrum into admitting that he doesn't trust uh, Todd Standing as far as he can throw him. But for <laughs> some reason, he still supports his content that he puts out, which I don't understand unless he's on the payroll. But I digress. Yeah, it, it, I, I try to. In, in, oh, my God. Let me sing you the song of my people, my poor birds. <laughs> um, you know, it, it gets to a point, though, that they don't have anywhere to really interact with each other because none of their stories match. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you're not looking for some interdimensional being named Zorth who came through a portal and turns into a tree. I'm just saying that's not a Sasquatch. Okay, I'm saying that, that what we're looking for is different than what you're looking for. Right. You're just sucking on to us because you've got nowhere to go. <laughs> the UFO people don't want you. The Bigfoot people don't want you. The paranormal people don't want you. You've got nowhere right. to go, and the Bigfoot people are the closest things that we can suck on to, just like Brian Sykes. you Remember Dr. Brian Sykes? Yeah. Mr. Brian Sykes, he wanted to be part of the Bigfoot world so far as that he tried to make the Yeti into some kind of specialized bear and then rode around the Bigfoot trail and all, you know, to all the conferences trying to sell this idea to other scientists who wouldn't give him the time of day on it, only to have his own co-hosts make another show behind him to show that none of that was actually true. <laughs> yeah it's just they, they they it's sycophantic cultism is what and, it really
3: and, is and 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 the sad thing about that is is that it doesn't matter if you're a researcher or even a scientist to some extent i mean look at the ketchum debacle i mean if oh that wasn't if God. that wasn't being a sycophant uh i've seen that non-disclosure agreement
4: i and, uh well the and, problem with that yeah but that only lasts a year. No, it was like a... Legally, that's all they can support. Legally, that's that's all they can actually enforce in, an, what, in a non... Once it's been released to the world, you're yeah. no longer under any any NDA. Right. So... But the
3: the fact, it's amazing, because she was having these people pay her and said, we're going to tell you the results, but you're not allowed to tell them publicly.
4: Well, and yeah. And you're not and allowed
3: to, to, to interpret them. You're not allowed to do any of
4: it. Sample six was the Justin Smeha bear steak. Yes. Now... I, I am intimately involved in, in that particular sample because I was here for it. I, I was witness to some of the phone calls. I came right after the really horrible phone call during uh, when she was doing all this sampling. And, and, and she was finding out that we were sending out to other labs to have it you know verified that it's something they can't identify. That's all we wanted to know. We were just blindly sending it out to these labs going, no, we just want to know what this is. If you can identify, it, that's great. We don't really know what it is. You know, we're not telling them it's bear. You know, we find out what this is. And they came back with bear, bear, bear. In all three cases, they came back with bear. But Melba says that there's a full bigfoot genome yep. on this sample six. That the mother is completely human, and that the father is some kind of unknown monkey ape. Yep. Now. The sad part about that is, is the unknown monkey is probably the Bigfoot samples that she has in her data, but she's not willing to follow those because she's already following the cultism that this has to be a hybrid. Now, yeah. hybridism doesn't work that way. Okay. No. Like, uh, b- b- here, yeah, I love doing this on to, to people and it, it really ends up blowing their mind. It's like, uh, Chris, I'm going to ask you a question, buddy. Which mm-hmm. came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, the egg. Are you sure? Where did it come yeah. from? Yes, came from a uh, lizard. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly right. Uh, you, according you think, you think according sideways, to a no, it, it, it came from the proto-chicken, okay? There were things that were, weren't exactly what we have as modern-day chickens before there were chickens. They were proto chickens So, yeah. yeah, you're right. A lizard caught a virus. The virus changed some kind of a protein in the egg, and when the egg hatched, it became mm-hmm. something else. That's literally how easy evolution can work. The problem with hybridization is, is, okay, so now you have seven valleys full of these proto-chickens, okay? Three of the valleys get infected with this virus, and they're now laying chicken eggs. So three valleys have chicken eggs, but four valleys have proto-chicken eggs and proto-chickens. Now you have a giant population of both proto-chickens and chickens that now have to— interbreed (sighs) down into whatever the modern chicken comes out to be that's how hybridization works it can't happen like an an unknown monkey ape thing steals an indian woman breeds with her somehow it magically takes and it spits out a bigfoot and then bigfoot are now in the world right one is and it's probably gonna die in infancy But yeah, if, you know, 10,000 Sasquatch invade all the Indian tribes and take 10,000 Sasquatch women or 10,000 women and and, and magically breed with them and magically make hybrids and then those hybrids breed together, then okay, then that's how a hybrid works. But it's sad that a DNA scientist doesn't understand how hybridization actually works. Right. And then to feed it to a population of sycophants that go, bravo, bravo, yes, yes you're published. Oh, bravo! This is such science. Welcome, welcome. And what, you know, there's uh, a, there's a lot of it, ways. But
3: excuse me, Doctor Ketchum, uh, you're 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 published, but you bought the journal. Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah, I didn't want you yeah, know we we uh, of course.
0: <laughs> well, you know uh, there are a lot of ways that nature prevents uh, crossbreeding too. Uh, <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Like you know we for years, okay, well even centuries, uh, farmers and stuff have bred mules uh, for working. Now they they didn't breed the mule; they bred a donkey to a horse, and the offspring is a mule.
4: Or a jackass. So,
0: some people don't know that. <laughs>
4: or a jill ass. <laughs> it just depends.
0: But the uh, reason why they don't breed two mules is because automatically when the mule is born, they're sterile. Well, uh, they, we, they we can't used
4: to, We used to think that clear up until about 20 years ago. But they're finding that like thirty-five percent of those hybrids, those those mules are actually viably able to create offspring. I, I mean, have
0: heard like, stories yeah, about this happening.
4: Yeah, yeah, where they just where they just get out, you know, get out lost in the Get out, lost, you know, in, in the herd, and start breeding, and all of a sudden there's half. Yeah. Hon- yeah. They're that. Yeah. What do you what do you call half horse and a half donkey? Or, or you know, <laughs> is that a honky? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there have been the odd story or two that yes you you had a jack and a jenny you know, oh and,
4: and, 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 and here, here comes
3: here comes Dreyford throwing throwing in the red herring let's not forget don't forget the nephilim
4: oh Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah The angel DNA that might be in there. Uh, well, I'm I'm trying to figure out where, where where Meldrum's hybrid is because if I'm not mistaken, I'm not Meldrum, I'm sorry. Melba's. Mel, Melba. Melba and Meldrum just sound similar. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where Melba's hybrid is because she, I, I believe there was a claim that she magically passed out and it was at her Sasquatch habituation site and she woke up sore between the legs. Yeah. Yeah, bounce, oh. capow! I mean, oh no. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can't, you know, you can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. Now, after the big release of of all of her, yeah. you know, her terabytes of data and everything else, and scientists started bouncing their DNA off of the known genome labs and coming back with like panda bear and shit. I mean, mm. it was it was really insane. Um, I, I got a hold of of, of the dearly departed JC Johnson. Now, I don't, I'm not going to talk ill about the, the dead, you know, that's just not right to do. JC was a great, was a, was a great uh, Fordian investigator. He yep. really would take on just about anything from giant birds to, you know, to, 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 to yeah, yeah to, to cannibal dwarves. I mean, he was, he, if, 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 if the story was out there, he was on it. Um, and, I, and I talked to him at length several, several times after this, this whole release and asked him why he wouldn't come forward and just denounce it. It's like, JC, I know you're a man of 40 and, but you're also a man of, uh, that applies science to those things to disprove them. In many of your cases, you're just like, nah, this wasn't no big ass bird. This was probably some, you know, vulture that somebody just never seen something that big before. But he just he wouldn't do it he wouldn't do it he wouldn't do it and then the the tv started and the press conferences started and the next thing that got involved with that was the erickson project
3: yeah oh geez.
4: you know and that was another you know adrian erickson was a, was a dupe he he really wasn't a con man. He he got right. duped into all of that. He spent sure he he spent millions of dollars on just absolute garbage, but he did it without any consultation. You know yeah. he didn't really consult anybody that could yeah. could talk him out of, of of buying stupid stuff like that, like Wally. Wally just would buy stuff and then he would show it to people. But, you know, the Erickson people, they they really everybody that surrounded that poor guy just just stomped him into the dirt. <laughs> and it was it was really kind of sad to see what all that turned into, which was nothing. A guy laying under a carpet holding his breath as long as he could before he exhaled. Um the Chewbacca mask, uh, the Matilda Chewbacca mask that yep. that they totally ruined Dr. Bender life with. I honestly feel that Dr. Bender Nagel would have most likely felt as though his life was better lived of never seeing a Bigfoot than to get to heaven and find out that the only Bigfoot he ever saw was Matilda the Chewbacca mask. Oh.
3: My, uh, you know, I I, I knew the Erickson Project was in trouble um, years uh, uh <laughs> Years ago, um, I I had heard that the Erickson Project actually was staked out not only in Kentucky with the ORV footage, the pancake eater, that stuff, (laughs) uh, but it was also staked out on the Janice Carter farm. A lot of people didn't know that, but it was staked out on the Carter farm as well.
4: Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tell a lot of stories that come out of the, the Fox, the Bigfoot uh, era of the Carter ranch. Um, Janice again, unfortunately she had her accident before I met her. So her, her memories of what really went on before the accident were no longer anywhere near as crisp, shall we say, as they were um, before, uh, before she, before she had gotten injured. But um, that whole saga of Fox and, and the family and the garlic and the, you know, I, 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 it fascinates me because I, I, I want to believe it. I, I want to believe that somebody can live deep enough in a rural area like that. I mean, as a kid, my family lived up on a mountain and we owned the whole mountaintop. You know, we had seven farms on the top of this mountain spread out over, you know, six miles. It just was crazy. I mean, there was nobody else up there but us and there were Bigfoot up there. Now, no they didn't come down to the house and hang out <laughs> yep, right. but i'm sure they visited through you know on a regular basis I, I wanted something like that to be able to happen but then when they started speaking english they kind of lost me
3: <clears throat> and asking for garlic and all that wonderful <laughs> <garlic.
4: I suck laughs> but uh garlic.
3: you know and it, it's funny uh what's his name uh, igor Bertev went down there and he hadn't seen nothing for the week he was <sighs> down there not yeah. a thing and and you wonder why um but you know that's when i knew the 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 the, whoa the erickson project is there this is a bit odd but then here here's a very another interesting thing the folks that that erickson had bought the orv property from he bought them out and he bought them a new place gave them money to live there Mm -hmm. um the the diner we went to they were talking about that everybody in the town had seen the the pancake eater video even though nobody had seen the pancake eater video nobody had seen that video in the group or in the group or in the bigfoot community i should say yet except a few but the whole town had because they were throwing parties every week and they were running out of money really fast and the next thing you know that same very family approaches tom biscardi and says listen if you give us $10,000, we'll let you investigate on in our property because those Bigfoot followed us over followed here. Followed
4: us, yeah. yeah and that at that
3: point story. in time, you know the whole thing, the whole thing was garbage. And the funny thing is the guy that brought us there, the guy that brought myself and Discardi there was a cousin of the folks that owned the property. And the funny thing is, is when the Erickson Project hit, when they started talking a lot about it, the man above you there, Mr. Bennett, got a phone call from the same guy trying to you know, elicit <laughs> some kind of uh you know moolah yeah. to to uh, get his nose into the ORV stuff so the the money <laughs> grab was still going on well 10 yeah. years later
0: that was the thing they 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 figured out uh hey you know there's money in
4: this yep. <laughs> and and uh, apparently some of them got quite a bit of money out of it so, uh, uh, yeah, there there was money in it. There doesn't appear to be very much money left in it anymore, but there no. there was a whole lot of money that exchanged hands for about fifteen years. Um, you know, from about two thousand five till this year. Um, you know, there's probably probably been a hundred million dollars changed hand. You know, in Bigfoot. Property, Bigfoot projects, Bigfoot Project. equipment, Bigfoot—you know—it was like the Falcon Project. Oh, what a oh disaster. yes, the Falcon
3: Project.
4: What a disaster that was! I mean, it was a good idea. Don't get me wrong, but even a, a an air a, a lighter than airship that big is going to make too much damn noise to be silent through the air, as they were talking about. But those people—they actually put men on the ground, promised support, and then a. Ended them. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
3: That's the that's the story people don't know was. The people they put on the ground and then abandon them. They, a lot of people don't know that story. Those guys have been really silent on that. I think yeah. maybe out of embarrassment. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, why. no.
4: Kirk Brandenburg was one of oh, those okay. guys, and, and he talked, he talked, he talked a lot about it when it first happened. But it was, it was kind of like you know, it was kind of like tax return, tax returns. You know, people just didn't care. Yeah. It just wasn't important enough for people to stay. I mean, the Falcon project was dead. Apparently, they threw a big party with the five thousand dollars that they did collect. They threw a big party Party to try and fundraise more money but they didn't fundraise any money and the party cost more than the five thousand dollars that they had in funds to begin with so that's what really happened to the falcon right.
3: Project. so b is asking what happened the falcon project was this project uh what was the guy's name william allen barnes oh
0: my god i think that's right yeah i, and, I think that's and, right yeah
3: and um, it's been a while. <laughs> he had um he had come up with this idea, and for a while he was working with Jason Valeni who disappeared from the project after a, a few years. Um, he was working a little bit with uh, Bill Guinness, who disappeared from the project. Um, late Bill Dranguinis, uh great guy. Miss him. Um, who else? Uh, he was trying to get Meldrum on board. And I know in his conversations he was acting like Meldrum was on board, but I don't think Meldrum was ever committed to it um
0: yes it was william allen barnes yeah verified <laughs> yes, yeah that is correct and, and, he's, and he's been and, on the show it's yeah been
3: a while. he was on the show in 2007 when we started the, the we started this podcast in 2006 he was on the show on 2007 talking about the falcon project and then finally 10 years later he's putting or where was that 2016 2017 they put the guys on the ground and it all uh, fell 2016. Yeah, I was going to say so. So nine years later, they finally supposedly get all this money to put on the ground because he had all these Hollywood investors. And then the Hollywood investors weren't there. And
4: and they, the sad thing was, is they, they actually had two experiences while they were out there. Yep. Um, One of them close enough for them to actually make a sketch of it. And those tales are still kind of in the dark. Right. Uh, You might want to to dig up Kurt Brandenburg and have him on the show and ask him about what went on there.
0: Yeah, I think they had most of those guys sign an
4: NDA. That might be the reason why. Right, but the project doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. There's no need. You know, you got to remember with an NDA, an NDA is only as, as good as it's enforceable. So if the project doesn't have any money to hire a lawyer to take you to court, they can stuff their NDA wherever the sun doesn't shine. (laughs) I mean, it really is crazy that people sign these non-disclosure agreements just to be in a project or two like that. I mean, I get not wanting to release evidence beforehand, but it's like it's the same reason I don't watch these, you know, the, the Oak Island show. It's like if they actually found anything on Oak Island, I would know long before the show came out scientific discovery does not wait for reality show reveal right you know uh, i I,
3: i'm gonna get back hold on to that thought because i want to get back to shows like oak island and stuff like that because i think there's a certain pertinence with all the shows going on nowadays with with oak Oak island is a because i can sit there and watch an episode and it annoys the hell out of my girlfriend because i can turn around and say this is what's going to happen with that
1: <laughs> because they Almost all like find all started. the shows,
3: all the shows crypto, paranormal, UFO, whatever. Um, you know, they 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 all have a certain formula they use. And I'm gonna try to so I, I'm just scrolling through and I want to make sure I hit some of the questions. <clears throat> um, you know, somebody had asked, I think it was uh, uh, oh, what who
4: asked the question here? B, um, quick Quickwitty uh,
3: he, Quick what he asked about Polites. What do you think of David Pilates? Oh. Is he wacko like, you know, gotcha.
4: Well, Dave, of course, David's a nut job. He's a con man. Um, I'll call him out, right? I have offered to openly debate David Pilates on any topic, anywhere, anytime. He wants to come to me because I'm not spending any time going to him. He was in San Francisco. Never took me up on it. I mean, the guy is just awful. Sorry, you ask my opinion of the guy. That's well, my opinion of the guy. But I say and, the same and, thing know, on my show. I,
3: I can say uh-huh. he's, keeping, he's keeping bad company.
4: Oh, well, I mean, he is I the, now, now the leaderboard of the Ketchum, you know, oh, the whole Ketchum debacle. Well, yeah, on the, o- the
3: only time he's ever called me was to say I was wrong about Ketchum.
4: Right. And, and, and then and, well, he
3: would point to Scott Carpenter as a oh, reference.
4: My God.
3: Right. <laughs> so who who is another Ketchum supporter? But now he's rubbing elbows with Steve Isdow how to hunt or how not to hunt bigfoot
4: yeah yeah how not how not to hunt and, Bigfoot? and all right. of a
3: sudden Isdale has got you know Isdale made this comment about having a law enforcement officer back up his statements and stuff like that well we all know who he had met the week before and that was polities
4: right mr um, mr you need to leave the office because you're a douchebag i'm sorry did i say that out loud
3: <laughs> um so uh you know, we. You know, talk- Scott
4: Carpenter. And that's that's Mister. I carry a camera on my back so I can see the cloak squatches, right? Or or the blob squatches, because you know. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I- his first his first release with the plot watcher squatch was interesting. Yep. It, it was, I mean, uh, it, it, yeah. it just, it, 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 was there. It wasn't there. It would look like it came up from behind a tree. I'm not saying it wasn't somebody in some kind of a costume, but I just mean it, it was interesting, but then he just quickly just like went over the edge. And what's funny is I lived in Tennessee. It's time. I was only like two hours from the Smoky mountain national park. And I contacted him on several occasions going, look, you know, I'd, I'd love to team up with you for a couple of weekends and maybe share some information of, you know, I've been all over the country, to, you know, watching i've heard lots of vocals could share lots of information with you you know why don't we make a you know a camp somewhere and, and hang out for a couple of weekends and see what's up and nothing not even a response from the dude it was very very strange and then he went way off the totem pole with you know well you got to be you got to be a pure heart and pure mind to right. to, to feel the sasquatches because you're never going to see them they're too fast
3: yeah and you know what i would ask them define a pure heart well uh,
4: yeah yeah
3: yeah you can't uh, you can't yeah well how how are you saying i don't have a pure heart you don't know who i am how, how can you say i don't have a pure heart if you don't know who i am yeah you know you I'm, know I'm, that, 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 I'm that, really, was, that that's always been my argument well you gotta have a pure heart well i have a pure heart i don't mean him no harm so <clears throat> how 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 am i not worthy and you summarily are you know that, well, that's always the, been my my big argument with that it, um there's another question too. There's a couple of actually questions. First is um, well, first a low rider had a, a public service announcement. He goes, all NDA should come with a peach snapple. So That's right. We we understand that very. Joan, get me a snapple. Joan, get me a snapple. <laughs> uh, not just a snapple, but uh, peach a snapple. diet peach. Diet peach.
4: Snapple. Snapple. That's important. <laughs> yes. I'm on a, I've been on a water fast for sixty days. Don't tempt me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're, we're, we go, and, and Stryfer's just bringing out all the good ones. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um which I love Steven for that Uh he's just saying tell it like it is reverend <laughs> um, so Timothy McLoon asks what what are your guys opinions on the how to hunt guy you mean the how not to hunt Bigfoot guy and you mean and how
4: to a, hunt you mean how to hunt YouTube clicks
3: right but well, yeah that's a good one too you know I, I noticed that he never is on expedition Bigfoot expedition you never see him actually out in the field looking for Bigfoot never not never one heard of, of the guy, right? In he 20 all- years of
4: doing this. I, you know what? 20 years of digitally doing this. I've never heard of the guy.
3: Yeah, and then he has, he has all these anonymous stories. But then he likes dragging things into like, like the Mel Ketchum, and now they're demonic. And then another week, they're 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 not of this earth, and uh, he. He's gone to posting other people's stuff, including hoaxed pictures up like he used a Mark Anders picture in a oh, pic, yeah. pic of a footprint and then says, hey, what do you think when you find this on your trail cam?
4: You I, know? I, I think that your friend is trying to pull a prank on you and you're a douchebag. <gasps> yeah, that's, exactly. that's what I think yeah, when I see exactly. that come off of a exactly. trail cam, especially since that picture didn't come off of a trail cam at all, ever. Yep. yep. Oh, and I um, like the Mark Anders suit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like the suit. I just know it's a suit. It's it, it's just too clean. Well, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a wild animal. It's a dude in a suit. I mean it's I just I, I want to know where the suit is now.
3: Yeah. And then uh oh, Sam says the Bluff Creek Massacre hoax.
4: Oh uh, god. Oh god. Yeah, Bluff Creek Massacre hoax starring MK Davis and the bat boxes. Um yeah, so uh M.K. Davis. What do we say about M.K. Davis? M.K. Davis started into the arena as a... Um, uh, <sighs> all right, we got to go even further back than that. Before there was M.K. Davis, there was a man named Mike Sells. And yes. Mike Sells was known for putting on monkey suits and videotaping himself or and Gilly releasing suits, it. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and just all kind of, you know, anything that could appear to be a Bigfoot. Take video of himself because the camera was always stable and they had always knew he was coming um and then released it to the bigfoot world as you know authentic bigfoot video now lots of people fell for it lots of people fell for it most of us didn't and over the years that this went on and on and on and on with the same guy was repeated i mean
3: (laughs) And, and and his wife was communicating with the bigfoot in the yard leaving pictures Yeah, and crayon drawings coming back. Yeah, because I've seen those. Right, I've been there. I've met Mike Sells.
4: Well, after Mike died, somehow M.K. Davis got a hold of Mike Sells' videotapes. Yep, and starts to make (laughs) 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 it. And. And he excellent starts, drawing Chris. He starts making uh, digital videos of the screen that the VHS videos are playing on and doing commentary about how, well, this could be a bigfoot. Yeah, look how it jumps the fence and then gets on the bicycle and rides away. <laughs>
1: you
4: know, I'm not saying it's a bigfoot, but you know, you make up your own mind. Yeah. I'm MK Davis. You know, I'm Robin Leach and I don't know why. Uh uh it's just to the point that mk davis was yucky the, the name was yucky it was just everything it was involved with was yuck and then he started doing stabilizations on the bluff creek film mm-hmm. that were like crazy good mm-hmm you know, he actually was contributing to making it far more believable than it ever was before. Taking the shake out of it, I don't know where the guy got the, the 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 stabilization software for it. You know, those days you could steal a lot of stuff from the internet. So, you know, I'm not saying that that's how it happened, but you know, one might you know say that it could be the way it happened. But ah, uh, then later on, he starts this. <sighs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to tie it in. Uh, Stephen would be the guy that, that that would know, but he didn't put it in there. But basically, uh, the 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 other footage around the uh, the the Sasquatch being filmed at Bluff Creek popped up, and there was footage of John Green, and there was footage of of them tracking. And there was footage of a dog and some water and MK started playing around with the colors and this started changing everything red hued. And all of a sudden the puddle looked like a blood pool. And he put forth this theory that Robert, uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin were hunting Bigfoot down there in Bluff Creek and had shot Patty pow, right through the thigh. And they were chasing her down when they were videotaping her. And that's what that little bubble in her thigh was that everybody thought there was a a defect in the muscle in Patty's thigh for years. You know, it actually ended up turning up, turning into being a digital anomaly from the copies that were made of them back in the day. Uh, You go to the earlier copies, it's not actually there. But that, uh, Yeah, that there was a whole bunch of Sasquatch that had gotten killed and Patty had gotten away and they buried a bunch of them and there was a bunch of babies dead laying over in the bushes. I mean, it just got to be ridiculous again. It's like the guy's manic Bigfoot. You know, I don't want a bipolar Bigfoot. I guess you know, up and down, and up and down. and then after he does all of this, he goes back and does a 4K stabilization of of the Bigfoot footage that, of of him walking across the creek bed. That's even better than the last one that he did, and it's just like, oh, we're back on a high again, are we, MK? I mean, God, it's like dealing with a crackhead.
3: It's it's pretty rough. I mean, how how you get from one to the other to the other? You know, all these assumptions. It's just. You know, I, you know, Chris, I have, uh, I didn't tell everybody, but, uh, I've been working as a, a sketch artist, uh, you know, practicing as a sketch artist the last mm. several months mm. and actually a local police department actually commissioned me to do my first sketch mm. And uh, I want to show everybody this. This guy actually robbed the local liquor store. And uh, this is what it is right there. It's
1: not too bad. He
0: looks mean. Uh, uh,
4: uh, 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 uh. Wanted, dead or alive, guy with spiky hair, recently drank milk. Uh. But, but the, I, I, I do remember, though, the...
0: Steve telling me about the crayon drawing communication and stuff. And yeah. that, that was, that was, that was rich. Okay. And you know, I, I remember,
3: and it's kind of funny because I met this guy, he was in Fort Worth and apparently he had been working with Mike Sells and several others that had been doing this. And I remember him. He had this in a, in, in a, in a plastic Ziploc bag and he had a bunch of papers in there. And he's like, here, What's this? They're, they're, they're messages from Bigfoot.
4: Messages? From and I'm
3: like, Bigfoot. yeah, I'm like,
4: okay. <laughs> oh, you know, I,
3: I I think I got a crown to be filled or something. <laughs> something, you know, look, Canal look at the time. <laughs> Where'd the time go? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I started looking through those things. And this guy would generally, he was like sweating looking at him. I mean, he's such a believer. And... You know, it, it, again, it, it's sad that we have people that do things like this, and they bring these people into it that that want to believe so bad. Yeah. Um. um that they'll and, believe
4: almost anything. Right.
3: And, um, you know, there have been several requests though to talk about your Bigfoot experience in the chat. <sighs>
4: Well, OK, I, I, I could I could do that. Uh, picture yourself rural Pennsylvania along the, the the Allegheny Mountains, you know, the Appalachian Trail type of type, type of type of situation um, is where our family was from. The, we are we actually from the poorest city in America called Johnstown. Uh, Pennsylvania. It's outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, way up in the mountains. It's in a bowl of a mountain.
3: Had so a flood you, a long time ago.
4: Oh, yeah, a couple of big floods. Yeah, mm-hmm. back in the 1800s, there was a there was a wooden dam that broke, and then a couple of big dams. The, the the last big one was in 77, and, and I was four years old. And mom and I sat on the back porch, uh, listening as the 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 uh, the flood came down the mountainside, as it ripped through the barbed wire mill first up on the hill and then tore through houses and people mm. and a little bit of farmland and then came down around the corner and tore through the train car mill mm. and finally came into arrest uh as it broke out the oil tankers and lit on fire yeah. so um yeah that's one of my very earliest memories wow. of of the world is uh is the, is the flood of 77 um wow yeah but uh you know that that's that's where we were from and um you know, we, we we dealt a lot of things in the mountains. We hunted. I mean, that's where our main staple of food came from. We you know we were game people, and uh, we we had some hunting property up in uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, or right out right outside of town, really. Um, now, at nine years old, uh, my pap and I were going out to get a load of water, and uh, uh you know the the water out there, the springs will just literally just spring out of the will just spring out of the 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 hillside in a pipe you know somebody will go knock a pipe into the side of the hill and a a freshwater spring will be there so you just kind of pull up next to it and fill up your jugs of water and go back to town and uh my pap was shaking and i asked him i was not shaking but just shake in he just wasn't right there was something wrong with him that morning it was real early and i asked him i was like you know pap you know what what's going on he's like well jeffrey do you know you know what a bigfoot is you know, at nine, I knew what a Bigfoot was. I'd seen the Patterson film on those spooky shows with, you know, with, with, with Mr. Spock and, you know, and those guys. And uh, uh, re- looked it up in the school library and saw the saw the picture of the of the ice pick next to the Yeti track and all of that. Read everything yeah. I could on it, you know, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I've seen I've seen it about it as well. I, you know, I I kind of saw one of those. I was like, what do you mean you saw one of those? He goes, well, my pap was known for making a little bit of corn whiskey here and there and had a still up on the hill. And, you know, driving up to the hill, he said it crossed up in front of him across this trail. He kind of slammed on the brakes, didn't really know what it was, thought it was a weird bear and didn't think much of it. So they gets up to the still and gets everything running. You know, it doesn't take overnight to make whiskey. I mean, it takes a few days to actually get that stuff going, going on. You know, you got to take time for the mash to get going and ferment and do all that stuff. And uh yeah, I, he had said that something was just kind of in the shadows every night, just kind of bugging with him, just like cracking, cracking wood, just cracking big branches, and you know, just kind of making hooting noises that weren't owls. See, he said it sounded like an eight hundred pound owl just just bugged him until the last night it threw one of his old thump barrels into camp. Now, I don't know if you know what a thump barrel is, but it's a big oak barrel that they use to cool the whiskey down before it drips into the bottle. And they are soaked. I mean, they are alcohol soaked to the point that they are heavy, 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 heavy things. And it just come flying into camp and just cracked right into the middle of it. He grabbed up his shotgun and sat with his back up against the shack for the night and waited for the sun to rise and decided the whiskey wasn't worth it. He put the fire out and <laughs> yeah opened up the tank, and drove down the hill. And when he had gone back up to the site a couple of weeks later to to start up again, there was a handprint in the middle of his brass topper. Hmm. Now, what the topper is, it sits over top of the boil keg so that it condensates up over the top of it and goes to the spiral and comes down. And that's spun brass. I mean, that's heavy-duty, thick stuff. I mean, you're not just – he said there was a, a giant handprint just kind of push. <laughs> into the middle of that topper and everything was just kind of kicked around camp. And that was my first real story of somebody actually encountering a Sasquatch. Well, it wasn't, I guess I was 16. It was the first year I was driving and uh, I'd gone up to camp probably 10 days before hunting season, uh, dressed in camo, no weapons, just kind of wanted to scout out where things were. I was a stock hunter. I didn't like to sit up in the, I didn't like to sit up into the, into the tree stands and wait for them to walk by that was just too boring for me I like to stalk and hunt and everybody else sat in the tree stands because I'd spook the damn deer up and they'd shoot them from the tree stands so nobody really complained about it so I drove up to the hunting camp and parked my car and was out walking around pretty much all day just didn't really see much and there was a meadow in the back side of the property so I figured they've all got to be laying back there in the meadow somewhere so I start walking down the game, kind of quiet, you know, just looking around. And I hear just what sounds like a big crashing buck coming through the brush, coming along the side of the meadow. Now, the meadow was out in front of us, and it was coming along the woodland in along parallel to the meadow. So uh, yeah. it was either a predator, who knew what it was. So I kind of scrouched down between this tree and this bush. And again, I'm all in camo, but I don't have any weapons on me. I'm just kind of sitting there waiting for a big buck to walk out. And out steps this big seven-foot-plus tall ape thing. Just as plain as day. Just proud as one big step, two big steps, he was out of the woods. Three big steps, he was halfway down the hill. And on the fourth big step, he was on the game show. Now, He never looked at me. He was going somewhere. He had shit to do. And, but he is obviously, he was kind of scanning. You know, he wasn't really, he never turned and looked at me. So I never got a full on side of the face. But I got the whole profile of the head and the minus of the Mm. neck and the, the way the body was, was real. It was a barrel at the top and then it kind of narrowed down into this real solid core at the waist and then opened up into these great big thick thighs and these really long weird legs mm. and like i said hanging between them was a set of nuts the size of your fists man i mean they just <laughs> didn't see no penis didn't see none of that i just there was these great big lumps hanging right out front going right down now, i don't know if you've ever seen a, a gorilla but a gorillas got balls the size of your fists and with no penis hanging out of it so i mean it's just it's just the way the case was He turned up the other side of the hill, reached up, and it was weird. He reached up into the tree line this way and grabbed a tree with one hand and reached up into the tree line and grabbed a tree with the other hand and pulled himself up into the tree line. And three big steps crashing again. He was gone. And six or seven big steps, I heard nothing. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, the whole encounter lasted 25 seconds, and I was 25 yards. Mm. You know, I mean, that's, but that is enough. This guy, I peed myself a little. I'll be honest. I was scared. I was 16 year old kid. You know, I I, did, I didn't really believe that Pat saw a Bigfoot, but you know, what what do you do when Bigfoot shows up? You right. pee yourself, you pee yourself <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, I decided that I was no longer interested in what was up in the meadow anymore, and I kind of backed out the other way, got in my car, and 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 drove home. And that was, you know, that was the that was my very first Bigfoot sighting, um, and it was full on, man. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Anytime oh, Bigfoot don't exist, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to believe. He believes in you. What are you going to do when he shows up? That, that's all you know. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm going <laughs> to say. What are you going to do when he shows up? Uh, I, that started it all. I mean, from that weekend on, man, anywhere I thought there were Bigfoot, uh, any weekend I could be in the woods, I was in the woods.
0: Well, Jeff. I mean, I know it's been a long time ago, man, but can you remember feeling any sort of weird sensations with your ears uh, when you had that sighting?
4: I know it, it, it's like, well, no, the fear. To- the fear itself. I remember the fear. I mean, it, it it overtook me. I mean, there was no doubt. I was a hundred percent fearful. And at that time, I wasn't afraid of nothing. That same year in October, I went to a haunted house. Uh, at a firefighter's uh, 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 fundraiser mm-hmm. and got spooked out in a strobe room and took a fire axe from a firefighter. <laughs> okay, that same exact year. So, you know, I, I wasn't afraid of nothing, but that thing, the fear, the feeling of all of that, yeah, that hair-raising that right. just ringing of the body saying you don't want to be here right now. Right, there was no doubt about it. But I think it was a hundred percent natural in me. I don't believe that the Sasquatch was doing that because he never saw me. Yeah, if he would have looked at me and then, you know, right. got, got the ringing of the face or the, you yeah. know, the 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 whole. The whole, what do they call that? That infrasound. Infrasound, yeah. Now, 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 my whole thing is with the infrasound is 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 this. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that they're not capable of using it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's not detectable in their audio clips that we have. What mm-hmm. I am saying is is it ain't knocking nobody to the ground. It right. ain't making nobody stupid. And it ain't really doing nothing to you. Because they're basing all of this on tigers and elephants. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me ask you this. How many tigers or elephants have ever killed anybody with infrasound? <laughs> no, I well, None that I know of. Right. I mean, yes, like I said, when that tiger roars and that sound comes out, but it's not the imper sound that scares the living crap out of you. Yeah. It's some creepy teeth. You know, <laughs> and the fact that he's gonna come eat you, that's yeah. that that really instills that fear, you know, deep. It's it's a it's a carnal. I don't want to because that thing gave me the, the impression that had it seen me and wanted to, it could rip my arms off and beat right. me to death with it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: really the fact that, you know, it it probably didn't notice you might be the the reason why you didn't have any weird sensations, too, because a lot of people don't realize this. But I don't think you can just go out in the woods and expect to run up on one uh, because you got his number. You know, I think most of the sightings that happen are
4: just by chance. It's like, percent. you know, I are you totally, doing there? Totally agree with that 100 percent. Right. Um, you know, two seasons ago, I was up at uh, Bluff Creek with mm-hmm. uh with Jonathan Sasquatch, who does the uh, Western Bigfoot exploration. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've done a real light trip. He just brought some backpacking gear and I just actually crashed in the truck that we came in. And uh, first night, you know, uh, normally on first nights of expeditions, it's all quiet. You've made so much noise coming in there. You stink to high heaven. Your truck stinks like gasoline. You're just dripping everything everywhere. You're peeing everywhere. There's just so much human stink around that nothing can really get past that wall of no one wants to be around you right now. It takes a whole day for that to kind of waft off. And if you're careful after that, you know, you kind of get back to normalcy after that. Uh, the second night that we were out there after moonrise, on moonrise was about two thirty in the morning. Uh, we got two solid alert whoops. Now there wasn't anybody else around. We were the only ones. the The party it was after the Fourth of July. It was the beginning of August. We had already already been all around the area for those couple of days. We had been up the Onion Lake. We had been, you know, down to over over top of the kil- of the of the uh, of the, the uh, Bluff Creek site we'd right. been up and nobody was out there camping there was nobody else around us and at 2 30 in the morning it was whoop whoop hmm. now both of us heard it and both of us got woke up by it and neither one of i didn't get out the truck because if they were coming up on camp i wanted to look through the mirrors or look around or see them you know walk past the truck i i just kind of right. laid there and watched the mirrors in the mirrors that i could and he just kind of his his tent isn't all that thick to begin with, so he just kind of peered around his tent for about forty five minutes, and then there was nothing. It was just dead silence. So I finally got out to truck and took B. Mm-hmm. and again, it was just dead, 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 dead silence. Um, <laughs> it was very, very strange because it's the same type of alert whoop that I have gotten in the Sierras that I've gotten in the Tennessee mountains, that I've heard in the Smokies, that I've heard in the Appalachians, that I've heard in Lower Georgia, that I've heard in Upper Florida. Mm. And if you watch some of these chimp troop movies, documentaries on TV, you'll you'll see, you know, the, the core of the chimp troop is in the middle and then they've got these little crews that kind of run around the outside of them as, you know, as, as guards pretty much. And anytime they see something, they start to whoop. And it it was very much like that. They were like, these things were coming. And all the berries, we were eating berries in camp. There were huckleberries fresh all over the place. I mean, it was ridiculous how much food there was literally yeah. laying right there in camp with us. And I think they were just coming up the creek eating early morning, you know, because sunrise right. is coming. And yeah. just whoop, whoop, Right. Yeah. what's that, Pop. <laughs> you know, and next thing you know, they're they're, they're running into a car there because I, there there isn't a whole lot of camping that goes on down there. You know, those those creatures probably roam through Blub Creek fifty weeks a year without worrying too much about running into people. Well, maybe not that often, but forty right. weeks a year easily. That's right. So you know, it, it was just it, it, it it's like that. You know, the 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 vocalizations of Bigfoot we have. A lot more accounts of these days, but you know, there's been so much of the woo the woo people out there now stealing them and like making adjustments to them and claiming them as their own. I was there was just you know the in the hoaxers group just last couple of weeks ago somebody was doing that. It's like we know where these sounds come from. We're going to track them down. Yeah, why you try to hide? You know where the side, You know the, the I just I don't I just don't get it. I mean, there is so much evidence out there that it's easy enough to, to weed through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of time. well, Steve and I have both seen that too, Jeff, because a lot of times some of the new evidence that pops up has been stolen from somewhere else from, Oh yeah, the, <laughs> from the, a long the time ago.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> the, the problem is is every couple of years you get a new crew coming in. They have no idea what's left, what's right. Yeah. And even today I, I saw in one of the groups somebody posting the Sean Bannon uh, video of uh remember those uh the the, the creature of the sequoias oh yeah and, and people are saying oh Someone, well, was yeah that looks the
4: stage, disco dancing and,
3: and, yeah and then there's there's people <laughs> saying oh looks real to me looks real to me looks real to me uh folks this is the sean bannon hoax and <laughs> oh, now original. if you go to his youtube site you will see that he says that they are not
4: real uh, yeah. originally when they we know before that was all tracked out i like that I like the the jumping one, the where it had jumped down, you know, a good, well, twelve yeah. or foot, twelve or fifteen foot drop down in front of those sequoias. I really liked that video. I was like, the hair's not right.
3: Yeah, well, to me, it's always the sequence. Do you think if something like that really happened, it would show up on YouTube first?
4: Right. right. Yeah,
3: and that that's the big thing. You see these people, you know. Uh,
4: now uh, with live streaming, maybe.
3: Yeah, maybe maybe um, just uh, a question Robin Rose had sent me um, I saw the video I watched the video while Jeff yeah. was talking enough people me continue too. looking up <laughs> um, in my summation is it's not moving uh, it's a shadow of some sort. Uh, when you have something that long for that time, length of time, and it doesn't move, it doesn't you can't detect any movement, it's no. an inanimate object.
0: Even when the guy in the video
4: said, look, it's moving. It's it wasn't moving. moving. It wasn't moving. No. 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 The, the camera was <laughs> moving. No. Sorry. Uh, well, you know, it happens. It so, looked
0: good. It looked good from a distance, <clears> but <throat> if it's going to stand there for a half hour in one spot,
4: it's probably... It's Not probably big... still there. Oh, you mean you mean like you mean like non-blinky?
3: <laughs> oh, this was just a blob scratch off in the distance. It was just this dark. Oh,
4: Wait, we're talking way a off. mile away. Oh, yeah, that's like the man. Facebook group uh burnt out stumps that look like Bigfoot.
3: Yeah, hard hard to say. And you know, supposedly it was a twelve foot tall Bigfoot because of the, the size. Oh
4: Whoa. God, I love those! Look There's, at that tree shadow. It's a twelve yeah. foot Bigfoot. No,
3: but thanks that, for bringing that to uh, bring, thanks for bringing that to our attention, Robin. Because yes. you know that's going to make the rounds now, and people are going to say, "Oh, look at the Sasquatch!" No, it's not moving. Sorry. I, well, if, it's-
0: if there was somebody that lived near that area, uh, it would be great if you could go back and do like a follow up photo or video of the same area. And I think it's up. uh, I think on the video I watched, they said it was Pigeon Mountain uh, near Alberta, right along the Alberta Highway or whatever (laughs) number that is. I don't know. But uh, if somebody could get a picture, you know, a follow up, that would help. You know, if it's still there today, then probably wouldn't have been. You know, but if it's gone, hey, you know, that could add a little credibility.
4: Follow, follow, Follow up. Follow up is everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I give you a good example of that. We went and investigated up there at the Browns property uh, when I was still with David a few years back. And, uh, you know, I always there's there's definitely foliage between the camera, between the thermal camera and the the subject of the Bigfoot mm-hmm. It's definitely framing it in a way that it shouldn't be. Okay, so it's actually something else giving the cast that it looks like a barrel chest and a head, but that's because there's a tree branch in front of them, yeah. you know, that's blocking things back and forth there. And there's a trail that actually runs right down where that creature was standing. And they kept telling us that that they uh, that that nobody, you know, that the cows didn't use that trail. There were never any cows on that trail. Trails now- cows never used that trail. Trails cows. I- no, that trail was too thin for cows. Cows don't go down that trail. And uh, we set up our we set up our hammocks on the cow side of the of the fence that night on purpose because we kind of wanted to invade the Bigfoot space. You know, it's like you know, well nobody ever does that. I'm like, well, good. Then we're gonna go do that. You know, lo- you know, what is gonna hurt? We're gonna hang from the our hammocks from the trees for a couple of days. It's not gonna hurt anything. And uh, at three o'clock in the morning, I get this feeling that I'm being stared at, and I'm like, oh shit. So I pull my pull my hammock down over my side and I look and some bitches eyeballs staring at me from like thirty feet away. I'm like, and then I look and there's two more and there's <laughs> there's two more and there's two more. There's a hundred head of cattle and they all go right down that trail.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that happened to us one night where you thermals are great because we were, I remember walking up this dark Vermont trail, and we hear these These vicious dogs barking, like what the hell? We round the corner, and uh, and here's all these glowing eyes looking at us as we shine the flashlight. And then you know, like, is it it a pack of coyote or or, or wolves or or what? And then we hear, (laughs) (laughs) okay, it's safe. Let's go.
4: I'm, yeah. sitting at, I'm sitting i'm at, sitting at camp in the sierras and the guys come back after riding quads for a couple hours out looking for tracks and they're like well we either just saw a volcano explode or a ufo and we're not sure which i'm like well what do you mean you just saw a volcano explode or a UFO? <laughs> you don't know which was there lava involved he's like no i said well then Ash? maybe it was a ufo yeah um apparently they had gotten up on the hill and instead of uh instead of doing a cow lease that year they did a sheep lease and they got up in the middle of all these sheep that were around them that they didn't know about came around the corner and spooked them and they all ran, <laughs> ran! Oh, and mm. he, he swore that it looked like a rocket ship like a ufo taken off out of the out of the meadow and going up into I'd be
3: like, volcano excuse me i have to pack
4: yeah it's time to go <laughs> um i believe Trucky is that way down there right
3: <laughs> oh and, and quick witty is throwing the silver herring again the yaoi from photo from the 30s is the real deal i wish we oh do.
4: god you know i just i just watched a tv show now we you know we wanted to get back on that tv that, that tv show thing because it's you know we're already 50 minutes almost into this thing over um I watched that Travel Channel show with uh, the girl rider from that used to be part of the Josh Gates uh, okay. show. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the Legend of Bigfoot, I guess, is what they were calling it. And you know, one of the stories they went and <laughs> investigated was in Oregon, oh. um, and somebody said at an old ski lodge in the eighties there were three Yeti living in a in an abandoned cabin. Not Sasquatch. Not Bigfoot. But most definitely, Yeti. Okay. Now, of course, there's a lot of questions as to how would a Yeti get here? Why would a Yeti be in Oregon? Why, why, why would a Yeti live inside of a cabin? Not Bigfoot, not Sasquatch, but Yeti, sure. So they take the guys from Sacramento who do the eDNA, the water tests, up there, and uh, you know they do a bunch of snowshoeing around and you know they don't find much of anything of course this was 1986 <laughs> when when the when the sighting had occurred but they're they're going to go investigate it now i guess cuz they have money to spend um and and i like to i like the ee dna guys because the the story will will finish out in a good way but you know they 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 take a whole bunch of water samples and what they do is they run these water samples through filters and then they collect the particles inside of those filters and they run them for whatever dna they can pull out of them once upon a time you kind of had to know what DNA you were looking for so that they knew which primers to use to extract the DNA out of the sample that you have. Now they have these core samples of primers that they can just run the DNA through and it'll spit out everything that was in there. I mean, right. we really are coming into a cool time of DNA, but yeah. they, they, so they run these filters and they take them back into the lab and they're like, well, you know, we got the usual stuff. We got fish and, you know, we got critters and, you know, we got this and we got that. But, you know, we didn't see any signs of bear. And I was like, well, it's freaking Oregon, you're on 10 feet of snow. Of course, there's no bear, dumbass. They're hibernating. Mm -hmm. I mean, where would there be bear at this time of year? You freaking moron. (laughs) Now, when they came up, they did an investigation up here in the Sierras um, at at what we call Site B, um, where most of our tracks and – vocals and just evidence really come from our primary site where the kill site actually is isn't really even the primary site where we get most of the evidence from that's just the event site site b is actually a couple of miles away a little bit lower in altitude on a different mountain site um but i'm sorry on a different side of the mountain uh but they they took them down there to site b where they had a sighting up on a ridge line Uh, Where they had kind of chased it down. And those same guys had done water filter samples through the eDNA in the lower tributaries where all the lakes drain out of. And when they pulled those results, they said, yeah, that they had not only found human, but they had also found human like DNA. It was as close to human as a chimpanzee, it was like 97.9 or 98%. It definitely was not human. There was enough primer differences for them to say that "Eh, we're not sure what this is. And that's the kind of evidence that we need more of. We need more of that super close to human DNA that's not human DNA, because that's what the old primers couldn't get past. You know, you heard Todd Disso. well, I've never seen any Bigfoot DNA. All I've (laughs) ever seen is human DNA. Well, Todd tell. chances are you've seen Bigfoot DNA and just classified it as human and passed over it like the douchebag that you are. But, sorry.
3: This is uh,
4: uh, revealing. I know, really revealing night. You're not going to have any friends left after this one. Remember, these are the thoughts of the Reverend Jeff Kelly, and not the thoughts of Steve Coles or the Squatch TV show. That is correct. There you <laughs> go. You so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll give you my own, my, my own, uh, <laughs> my own disclaimer. You can put that at the beginning of the show if you want to, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the chances are that these that these DNA guys have actually probably seen real real Bigfoot DNA and just, you know, passed over it as human or too as, human to be. As the
3: Smithsonian probably has some Bigfoot bones that are just unclassified and have no idea what they are.
4: You know, that's, that's, that is a good question because, you know, you would think in antiquity of even in the United States from the time that we became a lumber mill for Europe, because that's all we really were, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. there were far more Bigfoot in the world than there are now. Um, I, I, I do I do still feel that there are Bigfoot all across America from, you know, the, the, the middles of, of, of Florida through the Ocala National mm. Forest and all through the swamps uh, of the south, clear through every mountain range between here and California. But I would say that most of them probably still live in Western in Western Canada where nobody lives.
3: Well, you know, the other thing about bones, and this is what gets me, is every once in a while, this is one of the most asked questions you ever see amongst Bigfoot community members, especially those who are new. Do you think Bigfoot bury their dead? And my answer to that was always no, because if we buried their dead, we would have found some of their bones eventually. Because burying protects the bones from scavengers. You know, you put a deer out in the middle of a field, it disappears within a couple of weeks. Everything. The bones are scavenged. The, you know, so if you bury the bones, then the, the scavengers can't necessarily scavenge them, which is why every so often. Um, Cameron Young. <laughs> they eat their dead. That could be too. But, uh, um, you know, like especially like in albany they had to stop uh they they were doing a dig they had to do stop in albany new york now mind you albany is one of the oldest cities in the country um they had to stop because they found uh, a native american burial ground and you know there's the bones but never are they well we, we discovered this bones we can't figure out no there's been times they they found homo erectus which did bury their dead right but but well, that, it, it, to me the evidence seems that it would go against that.
4: Well, the thing you got to think back though, um, you know what it, what is a bigfoot? Now, mm-hmm. for me, I, I honestly think that bigfoot is the fifth chimpanzee. I mean, through the great ape scale, you have chimpanzees, you have billy apes, you have bonobo, you have humans, and it would be just logical to think that Sasquatch would be. You know, along that same chimpanzee line, because sure. everything really that came later really has been. Um, but does it fall into what that paranthropus is now? What, if you don't know what a paranthropus is all along human development, all the way back to Homo Naledi. Now, Homo Naledi is that little three foot monkey thing that went south instead of going north and carried torches and buried its dead in a cave. Yep. Now, mind you, we didn't find any of them for millions of years.
3: Yep very true
4: so if bigfoot buried their dead in caves it very well could be that we're yeah. not going to find them for millions of years either exactly but going going back to the point that you know going all the way back to homo naledi who did bury their dead and use torches and fire which you know which is very strange for a monkey type creature um they were there were these upright walking robust boned thick-haired short-necked creatures called Paranthropus, and Paranthropus literally means beside us they're not homo erect, they're not homo sapien line they are something else but through homo erectus and neanderthal and heidelbergensis and all of those guys there was also a parenthesis species that followed along all of their lines as well that led to us so where we get to homo sapien in the end is the sasquatch not necessarily the Paranthropus species that was started from the chimpanzee line all those years ago just you know uh what's the word of darwinism you know just evolving you know alongside of the homo sapiens to the point that now we've destroyed most of the habitat that they want to be in because we're constantly in there molesting it all right you know
3: a couple of more questions are popping through so i'm going to take ot's question first because it's more in the line of what we're talking about right now and then i'm going to get to quick witty's question um you know, and I haven't, I I have heard neither, but uh, has the good Reverend Captain ever heard of Bigfoot using <laughs> fire or
4: tools? And he addressed you properly, Reverend Captain. Yes, that's right. I believe that's the way that goes. I think, yeah, that's for sure. Thank you, sir. Um, it, no, I, you know, I, some stories of the Native Americans relate that they'll use spears. Um, or that they'll use, you know, hatchets or knives or that type of thing. But usually when you when you when you punch down on those stories, those are more of what they call the other tribes, more than they're actually talking about, you know, Big, Bigfoot, Bigfoot or, or Sasquatch or that type of thing. Um, and of the of of the cast record that we have of Bigfoot hands, the knuckle print and you know, the Bosburg snow print, the thumb doesn't seem to be in such a place that it would be adaptable to napping. And that's what it would have. To, I mean, it's not forging. They're definitely, <clears throat> they, you know, they, they don't have, you know, iron forges out in the woods, banging away, making tomahawks. So that's not happening. So if they are using tools, I mean, will a creature like that pick up a rock? To hammer something with it sure chimpanzees do i mean you know the, the, stick, the, the basic yeah. right the basic organic tool use absolutely i would i would say that a sasquatch would be way smart enough to pick up a branch and beat you to death with it i i don't think he'd have a problem with it you know the 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 billy apes are called lion killers for a reason yeah
3: bluff creek project has gotten pretty much every living animal in bluff creek even the endangered humble martin even the rare reverend jeff on trail cameras <laughs> Not a single Bigfoot.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's,
3: yeah, I that can be a little, a little
4: frustrating.
3: Disheartening. Yeah. Oh, disheartening, disheartening. But I've yeah.
4: seen them, Steven, so I don't yeah. have to worry about catching them on your trail cam. Let's be honest. All of your trail cams, every single one of them that you have, you're still only looking at a postage stamp.
3: Needle in a haystack.
4: Yep. You're looking yeah, at a postage right. stamp at a forest, I, my friend. I, I always say that, too. Let me- Let me- Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, you know, they're 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 still having them down at eye level and looking at you know things coming up and down trails, rather than putting them up in trees and having them take a picture every five seconds and taking things from a distance. You know, you don't take you don't get pictures of a sasquatch by randomly putting up cameras on trees that have never seen footprints of a sasquatch. Mm. First, you find tracks. Then you put on a camera to see what leaves those tracks. Have there been any tracks in the places that you guys are putting up cameras? At one time, 1967, have there been any more tracks in that area since you started putting up those cameras there? That's what you have to ask yourself. Are your cameras in the right place? And And are they being utilized properly?
3: If you do get a picture, is anybody going to believe it?
4: Yeah. um i think from that group that would it, it would get some, I, some I, just,
3: interest. I i i would still say it's going to come to, to scrutiny oh and, yeah i mean, well, I,
4: that's mean what, I i Robert i Trent said that if you had a bigfoot body you'd have to drag it from conference to conference so that, sure. the, the scientists would actually believe you um right.
3: you know and I, I don't want to open up any 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 wounds or any, any or anything like that but like the vermont trail cam photo you know we sent that to a scientist you know people say oh it's an owl but we took the shadowing; did not look right to me. I I know about the parallax view. I sent it to a scientist, and the scientist says it can't be a bird. Look at the leading edge shadow; it's not something close to the camera; it's something on the ground.
1: Yeah,
3: you know what does that leave you then? Guy in a ghillie suit? Well, does that make any sense? Number one, it looks like no ghillie suit I've ever seen. uh you know, they, they, it wasn't hunting season. There was no there was no firearm there. Um, and it's the guy's front yard, and it's clearly and it's in, marked. it's
4: dark. Yeah, I mean, who's gonna be in the dark, freaking uh. taking apples off the ground of some random guy's house? I mean, that's yeah. just yeah. so you yeah. get your shot.
3: And then, and then you look at the the area. Yeah, yeah. Ten months earlier, there was a sighting not nine tenths of a mile from the yeah. house, and yeah. you know, even a couple of years later, there was a sighting not five miles from the house. So. Are people going to believe it if you get one anyway? It doesn't matter. It's gonna if you get one, people are going to say it's it's something else. It's this. It's that. It's whatever.
4: And the big conundrum is this: is you know, there's there's that big kill or no kill debate that's always been out there, and that's mm-hmm. caused huge rumbles. I mean, straight up, like <coughs> I'll come to your house and kill you if you kill a Bigfoot type of rumbles. I mean, seriously, <laughs> demented people over some of this stuff. Um, but if you don't kill it, say you want to take it alive, where are you taking it? Who has the facilities to take care of an eight-foot primate that you don't know the dietary needs of, that you don't know the security needs of? Here's
3: what happens there. Hello, honey? Yeah, I'm coming home with with (laughs) something. Yeah, just do me a favor. Uh, uh, Yeah, Put down a lot of uh, newspaper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Make sure that my neighbor cleans his pool because we're gonna have to give him a bath. Oh, so,
0: man. But I
4: mean, I, you know, I mean, I I would like to see one. I, I would like to see one captured. But first, we have to prove that they're there. And you know, like I, I saw I saw something go by in the in the chat box about uh about <laughs> the uh, uh area X guys. You know, yes, and, pro- yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, those those guys, I really I really had a lot of I had a lot of respect for those guys in the beginning. I really did until, you know, here we are five, six years into it and there's no real evidence coming out of it at all. But there's still huge claims that are coming out of it. Like there was one one claim that I heard where one night they had a 100 rocks thrown onto the roof of, of their of their cabin out there Mm. that's on the location well if you've got a hundred rocks that were touched by bigfoot you can get dna off of
3: yeah or you should have some or you should have some track evidence you should
4: have something there should be something close enough for you know they got to be close enough to hit the damn place and they were they said they were on the roof of it so i mean it wasn't like they disappeared you know it wasn't dust or something or mud balls that were being thrown i mean they they literally had collected them all but they hadn't uh they they hadn't really you know there there was no Nothing ever came of it, and I, and they they manned it so well. I mean, they had it going twenty four seven. They had mostly credible people there. There were some see you know, the people that were involved with it. But they were pretty much just told to collect evidence and shut up. Um, but you know, here we still are now, and what what really do we have out of out of Arias' stories? Yeah same stories that we get out of anywhere else that's running a long-term project. Like I heard a story about uh uh <coughs> it was told to me by the person who was involved with it and I still don't believe it. Uh uh when they were up with uh the Olympic project. Um you know, they they were out with the Olympic project for an expedition for a week and uh they they had been hiking up along their normal, you know, trail camera out and it was nighttime and they got into a conversation of Bigfoot grunts back and forth with a Bigfoot. Now, this was this was one of these famous adventurer people who might have been a mailman in the UK, if you want any questions as to who it might have been. Um, you know, and they were talking about how they were grunting and 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 calling back and forth to each other. Uh and, and you know, this amazing interaction with the Sasquatch went on. There's Rod Dupree. he's always in the place to be. Um <laughs> and my first question was um, where's the audio? Yeah. Well, nobody was running a recorder at that time. I'm like, well, no, no one was running video either. You don't, you don't have anything uh, to to yeah. to yeah. verify that this incredible Sasquatch or inter- interaction went on with anybody. I'm like, that you guys are professionals, right? I mean, you guys are pros at this. I mean, seriously. I mean, nobody has any kind of anything when, to say that this actually went on. Besides, when the whenever
3: people? 2012, whenever hit that vehicle out out in the uh, parked out on the on the roadway when we were doing it we had audio of it it was overnight always yeah it's the basics 101
4: sadly for me my last trip up the bluff creek uh, i hadn't updated the firmware in my video or my digital recorder and it stopped at eight hours and uh, we got those whoops at eight hours and 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <And then> that, <laughs> yeah that,
3: that i mean I mean, you know okay. that happens well, i had
4: it running i just yeah. didn't know that i'd never run it for eight hours or more i was yeah. never asleep but for but, but there's, five a big, hours.
3: there's a big difference between a couple of whoops and saying that you know oh well you know okay our our cabin got attacked with a bunch of rocks and right. we didn't have audio going I would avoid the embarrassment and not say anything about it at all. Let's see if it happens again, and we'll run
4: the recorders. You know, yeah. wah, wah, wah. at least Ron Moorhead has the interaction of. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where do you stand on the Sierra sounds? I mean, do, do you have a, do, you, do you want to put an honest opinion out there, or you? Well, just...
3: he, here is the thing, and I say this with all the old evidence, Patterson Gimlin film included. Um, the story sounds really good. Uh, I heard the audios. I was impressed with them in my earlier years. Now, as I've gotten older and more into the field and been out there and all that other stuff and over the years, I have questions because I don't ever have ever heard those sounds anywhere else but the Sierras. No, no, not me,
4: the Sierras. Just at that location. In right, the right, 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 right. right.
3: You know what? The, <laughs> the Sierra right. sounds. I've never heard them anywhere else except the whoops and then that tree knocking, maybe the clapping. But the really robust ones, the samurai chatter, that stuff. Yeah, uh, I've heard people say, well, I've heard that. But I, I don't know if, if that's just their mind fooling them or you know, they, they've heard that before and they, or they heard it and say, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Because I'll tell you, doing what I've done professionally for years, you can describe someone. I've done it before. I've described somebody completely wrong. Yeah, that was the guy. Okay, I,
1: I, I know you. Didn't,
3: I know you didn't see anything. You see, but people want to attribute something right. so badly to something else to help validate their experience <laughs> that they will get suggestions from listening to. Just like uh, somebody had put this, and, and this was really this blew me away. As now, a lot of people know, I I do paranormal investigation as well. This blew me away. I, I somebody had put this this uh, uh, video out. And it said, and you hit the play, and just it says, say this phrase or this phrase. Look at this phrase, and this is what you'll hear. You look at this phrase, this is what you'll hear. And my God, it was working. It would say one phrase. It was the same clip. So then what I did was, okay, let me break this into two more. And I took half of that phrase and mixed it with half of that phrase, the back half of that phrase. And sure enough, it was saying those things, even though they made no sense at all.
4: All Right. Because it wasn't saying anything at all. It was right. just noises that were recognizable almost as something, right. much, like, much like the matrixing or, you know, right. pareidolia.
3: It, it, yeah, it's like audio pareidolia, basically. Yeah, people, um, people see faces
4: and everything because that's what your brain is trained right. to see. You know, so me, to-
3: me as a paranormal investigator, when I look at that, I automatically said, wow. And, and, and now I'm going to break into those TV shows like we're talking about because I had seen a show it was uh uh the, the Alaska triangle with a- Adam Davies inclu- included one of the one of the people that's a regular on that show well this had to do with the paranormal investigation and you know they said well they heard this it said this and then here's the other guy saying no actually it said that and it's kind of funny because at that very moment I inverted the last word in the thing and I heard something completely different than anybody, and I said I heard that clear as day. It makes no sense, you know. I want you cow or something like that, or I want you, you know, right, wh- whatever. And I I just changed it with, with the other word. It said and, and it said it in my mind. I said, I go pause that for a second. Let's play that back now. I want you to think this is what it's gonna say. I want ba boom. Played it in front of my girlfriend. She goes, my god, it did say that.
4: So. Way back in the day, there was there was on the Art Bell show, there was the fellow that used to do reverse speech. Yes. And he would record children and then he would invert it and it would, you know, you would actually he says, now if you listen, it's going to say, what are you doing, David? And then he'll play it in reverse and you'll hear what is it, what are you doing, David? But that isn't what it said because I went back and cut some of just the blah, 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 blah out yeah. and put them in line and listen to he say shit. Your mind made it say what he's telling you it said. And just like the shows on TV, they kind of lead you towards all of that.
3: And now I understand. It's like a magic
4: trick.
3: Now I understand while reviewing evidence with another researcher, we got into so many arguments over what it was saying, what this was saying. It was saying nothing. (laughs) And that's the sad thing about it. it. To me, it just destroyed any EVP evidence that ever existed.
4: I'm not saying that if you go and sit in the middle of a of a graveyard at night with a digital recorder and record for 10 hours that you won't hear some weird spooky crap. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying it ain't talking to you and it doesn't know your grandma.
3: Right. You know you know what was really weird? I was at uh what the hell was it? Um uh, uh the Genesee Poorhouse. It's called uh not Waverly Hills uh, Sanitarium. But anyway, um I was at this very famous sanitarium ghost adventures has been there ghost hunters have been there I was in their boiler room and I all of a sudden I, I'm doing live time because I got myself plugged in and I hear this little girl's voice very clear and I have it recorded and it is so clear and all it said was Dan and then followed up with two whispers Dan Dan Ooh. I couldn't explain it kinetics, yeah. especially the little girl because there was nobody there that was under like 21 22 23 so there was no way this could have been a little girl's voice there it was really so there there is some hope but when you get so much of this now i'm gonna this is what i seem to see a formula with all the paranormal shows which really is kind of disheartening you see the the hollywood and, and get me if i'm wrong hollywood likes to make out that we all like to leave as viewers Having more questions than answers.
4: Yeah. They think that. And that ain't that. true. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. But they think that.
3: Yeah. Because they like what, like we talked about Oak Island and we, we said, okay, oh, what's that? Oh my God. I go, wow. It's going to be something stupid like a button. <laughs> oh, we found this button. Big whoop.
4: Yeah. People have been going there since like the 1430s. Ooh, we found
3: this piece of leather.
4: Big whoop. <laughs> big one and then they're showing it
3: like this is some big deal it's no big deal
4: look i mean i love the fact that they're finding shafts and stuff that go into the middle of the man-made swamp i mean it's cool and all but damn dude get to something you found one coin get a lidar unit out there and like let's get some pinpoints going man thank you
3: mike it was rolling hills thank you mike it was rolling Hills sanitarium
4: rolling hills yeah Yeah. so you know though all those ghost things got ruined for me when uh when when grant uh, from the uh, ghost oh hunter the- show ruined that Halloween special with the yeah with the with the with the coat. Yeah, he had, and you a, could string, see he had a string running down yeah. his uh, running down his arm and he'd pull it and his coat would yeah, yeah. just ruined it all for I mean I used to watch the three hour Halloween live specials. I mean I was and, all into and all, and all I that think,
3: I think that was a big reason why Jason pulled away from him.
4: Well, I mean, they were supposed to come back. Now they're running, you know, different shows. It's kind of crazy. They're yeah. they're literally running competing shows against each. Their teams are split and have. I mean, it's really it's like either either they are the greatest duo in history to get two shows, or they really hate each other now. I'm not sure which. Um, I
3: I, th- I think they tolerate one another now. Um, uh, I, yeah, I I, well, well, I but, mean
4: that that's small as the world that is <laughs> that really is. You kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, well, done-
0: before this jumps up too far in the chat and I lose it, I, I just want to say to Cameron, Cameron Young, uh, your your comment a while ago about the Bigfoot maybe eat their dead, you know, that I didn't bring that up to dismiss it, but that was a perfectly valid argument, absolutely, that, that, and a theory that some people use. It's just, just that we it. we normally don't talk about it because it's kind of creepy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of creepy, but you know, a lot yeah. of other apes do it. Yeah. <laughs> But that
0: is a... That is a perfectly valid theory and I did not want you I do not want you to leave here thinking that I was making
4: fun of you because you know, I wasn't. Uh, a lot of large predators do it, you know. I mean, anytime a new bear comes in and finds babies that aren't his, first thing he does is kill him and eat yummy. them. Yummy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's just it's yeah. the it's the rough world that I don't live in. Yep. I come back to my nice warm house with a roof on it out of the rain, you know. Right. Those poor guys have to live out there and eat babies.
3: Yep, go to the fr- <laughs> go to the fridge get me the Swanson turkey dinner out. I need that <laughs>
4: Diet Peach Schnapple. Right. Come on, Joan. Where you at? <laughs> no, we are not sponsored by Diet Peach Schnapple. We
3: actually are.
4: Are we? Have wow. you seen
3: the Have you seen the commercial?
4: No, I haven't.
3: I, I think we should run the commercial just because we haven't run it one time. If it's uh, handy, hey. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah,
3: I bet you it is. With one That's click like... of a mouse.
4: Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Johnson also lets him rub his crotch and makes him heal his 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 thumb bone triumphs or whatever deep thrum, deep bone triumphs or whatever the hell he has going. On.
3: Oh, there it is. Yeah, it is available. Hang on. Watch this. You'll you'll get a kick out of this, and we can tell we'll tell one of your stories here about a a fist fight that almost occurred. So hang on. Why you're gonna enjoy this.
1: You Bigfooters thirsty out there. Well I suggest to get a delicious, refreshing Snapple. Yes, even the most famous Bigfoot rush to the store to get themselves their favorite beverage, a delicious peach snapple. No need to be when you can no, just ask you just it, your loved one for a delicious beverage. You got it?
3: No, get me a snapple.
1: At the store, a
3: diet peach Snapple.
4: Try delicious peach Snapple.
2: Don't give me a Snapple. Bunny. Oh
4: boy. <laughs> That's
3: right. That is our unofficial sponsor. <laughs> oh boy.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. I can see the lawsuits rolling in now, Steve. You're in trouble, buddy.
3: Oh, we've run that Ooh. like a dozen times already.
4: <laughs> nobody cares. With, uh,
3: nah, nobody.
4: Uh, my <coughs> favorite part of the whole commercial
0: is when Rick Dyer falls head first. <laughs> oh. <coughs> uh, it's funny. It's one of them things, you know, if the a, if a
4: camera wasn't on, he probably wouldn't have done
0: that, you know. Poor I don't tricky
4: know. Ricky. <laughs> New car salesman from Florida, <laughs> getting ready to fist fight. Bigfoot extraordinaire, <clears throat> greatest Bigfoot tracker in the world, finds buy behind the Home Depot in in in, in Texas. Uh, I just <laughs> lures of men with some rib bones. <laughs> looks like looks like Tuttle Senior from the freaking Orange County Choppers. I mean, God in heaven, Almighty Morgan. What the hell is that guy's name? Morgan from, Matthews. Morgan Matthews from shooting Bigfoot, threatened within an inch of his life that if he told the truth, that Ricky would hunt him down and beat the piss out of him till he was purple. Um. Oh yeah, man. Did 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 just could go on and on and on. <coughs> Creator of Hank the Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh my God, that was the most funniest time of. That was the funniest summer of Bigfoot for me. Was watching. Tricky Ricky, Rod, Hank, the Bigfoot, around in a, an enclosed trailer from draft house to draft house, selling tickets yep. uh, to see yeah. the Bigfoot Dick.
3: Yep. <laughs> Tricky Ricky's Dickie. Uh, oh
4: my goodness in
3: heaven. Well, <clears throat> you know what was you know what was really really funny was I remember the Facebook find Bigfoot guys. Oh,
4: and, <laughs> and
3: they Martin. were all taking the bus trip to Toronto. To oh, go yeah. see the opening of the show.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's not a real Bigfoot, I'll eat my hat.
3: And they're all like, "Oh, they're on the bus. They got the videos. They're putting out there." anybody say Bigfoot, and they're like, "Oh, Bigfoot!" They all jubilantly go into the into the Hot Docs uh, film festival to see shooting Sasquatch. And then at the end, uh, I had an I had a spy in the midst. who sent me pictures immediately after the show where they were all outside very disappointed having like this conversation. And another word was never said about it. Yeah. And and, uh, I was like, oh, you guys, you just didn't listen. You don't listen.
4: Yeah. And that, I I guess. They were full of crap to begin with. Everything was a Bigfoot. Everything Everything was a Bigfoot. I get that there's money in everything being a Bigfoot. I, I I understand that. I mean, there's there, reality doesn't. Real reality doesn't make money, right? It doesn't. I mean, no. that's Why all these TV shows lead you into that? Man, that I, I think I, I,
3: I beg that, you know I I'll differ on you. I think reality makes money. But I think that they think they want know what people want.
4: Right, right. To to Hollywood, in their mind. Oh, we got to keep
3: this going like this. Yeah. God forbid we debunk this.
4: Every single Bigfoot show you've ever seen in your life ends with, is Bigfoot real? Well, we don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. To these people, it is. To these people, it isn't. You make up your own mind. I'm MK Davis. (laughs) Uh, um, Just for legal reasons, I am not MK Davis. (laughs) <laughs> um,
3: but that that seems to be the direction of of, of TV now. I, I will I will give finding Bigfoot some props. There was times they went out there and said, "Ah, eh, we don't think so."
4: Well, I mean,
3: and and that's yeah, that's they, healthy. That's healthy.
4: He did that with Todd. I mean, when Bobo, you know, Bobo. I think he's called Bigfoot. Bobo. Um, I love Bobo. Don't get me wrong. Bobo's my buddy. I just at that time he was you know everything's Bigfoot. Bobo. Um, he yeah. was told standing that he was full of crap. Yeah, uh, you know, and and that was okay. But and and they did that to they did that to Patterson do,
3: too. Jeff Patterson.
4: Out, yeah, yeah. You can't go out into those investigations with a crew of forty and actually think that you're going to do something. Yeah. So because that's there was never a crew less than I mean it was huge it was ridiculous and then some of the th- flying in on helicopters. <laughs> You know, flying in around the area on hey, let's just stir up all the shit we can before we go in there and night investigation. Let's scare away every critter, every creature we can, and then we're gonna go in there and do a night investigation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, uh, I, you know what but that's that's T V. And I understand that. I get that. I, I get I kinda get all these shows, but I just what what I get see see finding Bigfoot was not the first season had issues with their editing. They decided, and I remember this very clearly, the the cast was like, listen, this can't happen this way because it's making us look bad. It's killing our credibility. It can't happen. (laughs) But you look at, like, some of these paranormal shows, even some of these cryptid shows, um, I I watched them completely destroy the uh, Teddy Roosevelt story. Right. uh, You know, where they added on this guy having a gun battle with with the Sasquatch or whatever. (laughs) Uh, that that never occurred in, 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 you know, uh, it, you know, it's the embellishments is what kill, kills it. And I myself have had a few stories I've been involved with, and they are about, luckily, they are about anywhere from 85 to 95% accurate, depending on which episode you're looking at. There was one that was completely bass, backwards, and I wasn't involved in that one.
4: Um, the monkey in the New York in New York State in the tree, you know, the baby Bigfoot in the tree one is so hard to swallow.
3: Well, don't I, I was actually the first one to investigate that, and here's the here's the kick about that one is um, I spoke to the witness about it, and the, the movie was legit, like five years old. By the time it got to my hands, didn't he didn't notice it there, didn't observe it there until one day he was looking through old videotapes and his fiance knocked knocked him and the guy is eccentric as hell. He's from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. So I understand his language. Right. And she was like, what the hell is that, Doug? <laughs> um, he, he was always very forthcoming about everything, always consistent with everything, came on the air, put his name to it. Hey, you know, this isn't a hoax. Uh, some people over the years have uh, come up with some really cockamamie ideas, but let me let me go into the, this, was that the first idea, I thought, okay, well, obviously, we need to rule out that this is some kind of, of monkey. Well, first of all, the, the, the area did not allow pets in. Uh, the area across the lake was having this music festival. The area that Doug was camped on was an area that was quieter, a lot less traffic, and behind it and I didn't know this for years, but, you know, I knew the apple orchard was there. But there was such an abundance of wild strawberries, wild blueberries, wild raspberries, wild blackberries. It was just like I could get out of the car 10 years later and just start picking off the berry bushes. Yeah. And, and these had been left. There was a fruit farm back there. Um. <clears throat> so I, I spoke to the property owner. He he said, yeah, we we didn't allow any pets in whatsoever because we our insurance wasn't rated for that. So now we have, well, what is it? It's illegal to own a primate in New York. You got to have a zookeeper's license. And then the final thing was, if that's a monkey in a tree, would you just let your monkey climb in a tree at (laughs) dusk? And then there was the omission of, and finding Bigfoot never covered it, but was the big one that was in the background. And the, the little one appears to come off the big one. And I've watched this thing frame by frame by frame. There's something like 670 frames to this video, of which about 370 are of the tree in itself. The other 400 frames are off the subject matter, either across at the at the uh, on the subjects of the film or across the lake at the, at the film festival. And one uh, probably about 60 frames of the fire, which they were they were stoking and burning cans in. And literally, I can. Pinpoint every single area that this thing was in from where it came off the big one across, up, over, and down. Now, people were trying to say that, well, perhaps it's a flag on on a whip antenna. Well, number one, I had already asked Doug that question, and there was no whip antenna or anything like that. Number two, the wind speed was I think, negligible at the time that it was happening. So this wouldn't cause this to make all kinds of wild wild gyrations. So what we're left with is something that is obviously not... um, And and just by watching it, you know, the motions and where it traveled throughout the whole entire film, I knew this wasn't something that was pulled up on a string as a prop and being, you know, because it had crossed. It actually had swung across the tree a couple of times and then down, in, and down... (coughs) So looking at that, we're left with two things. Either this is somehow a monkey that got snuck in there, and the owner's an idiot, and just let the monkey go in a tree, which one would think there would be some sort of kerfuffle if that had occurred, and somebody would have known about that. Or two, it's something that we can't explain. Is it Bigfoot? I don't know. But it, it, it's likely it could be.
4: could be the north.
3: It could be Zorth, <laughs> but but at least we well, know what, what's in that tree is not, not not human.
0: And this was one that Steve and I disagreed on <laughs> because I was like ultra skeptical uh, of of the whole deal. But to me and my eyes from the video, somebody's got a monkey. The, they let the monkey go on the tree. The monkey jumps back. Okay, that's it. Now, Steve would tell me, oh, but there's no monkeys allowed there. You know, that don't matter. There's no speeding on the interstate allowed. Right, either, but, right. You, know. you know,
4: murders and murders illegal in New York, too. But, you know, uh, yeah.
0: right. The but- thing is, what it took me was hours and hours of the same thing Steve did in the first place, which is what I should have done in the first place. After you study that video frame by frame, you eventually find out the monkey has no tail. So, the monkey
4: has no snow penis. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, the
3: other interesting thing is the large one is completely dark. Yes. There is no... It's uniform color, completely much taller. Much you know, taller, it walks from, the, it walks from the, the right to the left. And then after the jump off, it kind of like turns around and comes back and then back in towards the tree. Yep. Um, So, to me, it, it, you know, there would have been some kind of kerfuffle. Hey, get down here. Get, 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 get. And they would have... Yeah. They would have been like, "Oh, what's going on back there?" Right. So to me, none of that's going on. Um, so even like the, the psychology of losing a monkey in a tree because it was unexpected because the, whatever it is keeps on walking and then it has to turn around and come back. So like, even you know if it was you're a going, human. Bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there would have been some kind of reaction, and just the yeah. fact that it's a completely dark object, there's no reaction at all from the people in the fore in the foreground that you would be verbalizing at it. Hey, get down here, get over here. Mm-hmm. And or some yeah. kind of hand motion. None of that right. goes on. So that's, you know, that's why I, I don't necessarily believe it's, it's a, uh, it's a monkey necessarily.
0: Well, I went from being, could it be? Could it be? Yes. I went from being totally skeptical on that video to now. I kind of like it. And, uh, I still don't see, I don't, yeah. I can't see if it's a bigfoot or not. I don't, but, but, I, I kind of like that video now. <coughs> Before it was just, "No, nah, it's a monkey. No, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> some, some tough. you
3: know. Well, that's, some tough. you know.
4: Some and of you
1: them know, I am f- a dick with evidence. You know me. <laughs> yeah. I am a dick with evidence. <laughs> some of them <laughs> are
4: really tough, like that. I mean, you've yeah. got the, uh, the, uh, what the the park ranger. Um, I just had him on the tip of my tongue. I am getting tired here.
3: Charles uh, Branton?
4: No, 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 no. The one out here in Oregon, uh, videotaped over the birthday party, the tracks. Um, oh, 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 Freeman, oh, 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 oh. Freeman, Freeman yeah. Paul Freeman. Uh, you know, in, in in that video, you know, it's such old technology, but, you know, the first one that you see that comes, you know, lumbering by the tree just gives the the feeling that that's a big-ass creature. Yeah, if, I agree. If that's a dude in a suit, that's a big dude in yeah, a big suit. Yeah. You know, and then as it kind of goes lumbering down and it cuts and it comes back on, and he's like, oh, now there's two of them. Oh, and there's babies down there. I never see any of that. Right. I've never been able to make out any of the additional creatures that Freeman claims to then, see. With then you eyes. get to the
3: then you get to the blob squatchiness. Have you ever watched the the bonus content from Legend Meets Science, uh, the original documentary which did the, the the Freeman? There is some some very blob squatchy something really appearing to reach over and and grab something what it is i don't know but to me that lends some credence to the whole thing because here he is tracking something and and, and the film is a long film yeah you know and that that leads to we we did a whole show on the framing footage uh and mm. talked about it and watched the whole entire video and talked about it and that's one of the things that i liked about it was that you know we get you can always tell a phony video because you just get 10 seconds of a creature, and you're done. Or 25 seconds in a creature, and you're done. There is no postscript, no pre, no uh, epilogue, no prologue, nothing. And, and that's what you're left with. Not even a description of what they encountered. Just, oh, look, we caught Bigfoot on film. Right. There it is. right? Whereas, at least a frame in film, you have this documentation going on for a while, and then all of a sudden, there it is. And then you have some blob-squatchy stuff, which you're like, eh, I'm not sure. But at least... It's giving the 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 the, the taste of a ra- of rationality, you know, like like the pigeon, like the pridgin, the, ba- the 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 baby swinging in the tree v- video. Uh, I call it the pigeon footage now. But uh, you you look at that. At least the guy came forward and gave the entire accounting of that story. Right. 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 Um, you know, uh, the interstate. I remember the interstate Wisconsin video came out. You see this thing moving, and finally, I just laid it to the guy. I said, you know what? You know, uh, you know, he he responded back, well, yeah, wow, it was amazing. Well, can you be, yeah, we it was just, it was really amazing. I go, listen, I go, don't waste my time. If you faked it, just let me know. All right, yeah, me and my brother faked it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: We were bored and didn't have much to do. Okay,
4: thank you. Okay, no problem. It's like the, the Georgia footage that keeps getting put up. Oh, the Georgia sheriff was driving down the road with somebody in the car, to, and a Bigfoot crossed in front of them, and they, and that still gets used on show. But yeah. yet, if you watch other shows, you've seen where they actually did the investigation and found the high school kids that had the yeah. suit, and they were like, "Yeah, that was us. We're sorry. You know, we might have had a couple of beers too many, and we won't, we won't do that crap no more."
3: Boy, and we it, made a big mistake. We ran in front of a police car instead of right. a regular car. It, it,
4: it, exactly. It's yeah. like whoops. You know it's like us throwing frog eggs as kids. You didn't want to hit any of the any of the highway workers because they knew where you live yeah. <laughs> exactly. but uh, yeah, you know, that's that whole that whole ten second and done type of thing. Yeah. We had brought up finding Bigfoot earlier, and the one thing that I thought you know i uh, I had met the whole crew several times. I was actually in the uh the uh, the 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 tree destruction video uh uh episode with Bert Catino up in Fortuna and uh we met the crew and everybody and i and i met renee and renee is a very very nice lady she's yep. she's a very very all of them are very nice clip is clip mm-hmm. is an awesome dude i mean and i would say i'm actually on a personal level with cliff yep. but uh i sat with bobo's dad and we talked for hours and i won't tell any of those stories but believe me if you ever get a chance to talk to fireball sit down and have a conversation with him <laughs> because wow bobo that's all i can say yeah, but right. her comments were always oh i can't see why i can't be a guy in a suit well, honey, have you ever put on a suit in shoes that weren't your own big floppy shoes and tried to run down a hill without falling on your face and breaking your skull? Because yeah. every time she said that, I wanted to see them put her in a suit and have her reproduce it. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, there were a lot of the stories that those people up there in the hills. We know that the dynamics of of, of family living, especially in creatures that are kind of endangered, cause them to chase off their young so that they're not banging their sisters. You know, we talk about an odd, <laughs> an odd topic of conversation, but you know that's where we get a lot of these same size sightings of these six to seven yep. foot, a, a more aggressive type Bigfoot, because they're most likely the rogue males that have been run off by Daddy, so that they're not trying to breed with the family. Mm-hmm. Now they've got nobody, and they're living on the outskirts, and they're looking for their own tribe or or harem or you know whatever it is to start. Now, do I know how these things breed? No, but I would expect. That they're more like, a that they're, they're more bear-like than they would be anything else. A male would climb, claim a territory and would breed with any willing female that came <laughs> through the territory and kill anyone that would. I mean, that's, that's just, the, the, it's the kind of thing that would have to happen for them to be able to proliferate on the same mountaintops over and over again. Do they migrate? I think they have to. Um, I don't believe that they can live in 10 and 20 feet of snow. I think the, why, why would they? When the, as the yep. crow flies, they're literally 18 miles from living in no snow, you know, 60-degree weather during the days, 40-degree weather at night, and food all yeah. over the place. Why yeah. would they stay in 10, 10 and 20-foot deep snow banks? That's just yeah. stupid. Follow the food. The deer come down into lower, yep. into lower altitudes during the wintertime. Why wouldn't the Sasquatch? Yep. So you've got all that movement that goes along with that too. And, you know, right where the the my area of study is now in the, in the in the Pai Pai Valley is, you know, that's all lower Tahoe Basin. And that's just been historically snowed and iced in over wintertime. Why would any of those animals stay up there? They certainly wouldn't. They would right. come down and fill in the valleys in between where there isn't any of that stupid snow going on and they could sleep in comfort. Yep. So, you know, the, I think with the fires that we had out here this year. Last year and the year before, which really burned out vast quantities of forest-structured land, Uh, we really only have so many valleys that are going to be able to support these creatures. Yeah, we might see a dynamic change. Uh, And I think we may end up seeing more of them invading people's backyards, getting caught in dumpsters, getting caught in campgrounds, getting caught... You know, in mining locations, I talk to miners all over California. And I don't know if that's if you knew that I'm a prospector, but I do. I talk to I talk to to, to gold prospectors all over California, and they all have a story. Well, all you know, over.
3: it's it's funny you mention that because I have a friend who does a lot of mining in Maine, and boy, do those guys have some stories too.
4: Yeah, I mean, they're not all Bigfoot stories, but they've all got no. a story of some kind of creature or another that they can't identify or something spooky that happened to them one night or some kind of weird sounds that they don't ever want to hear again. No. And, uh, you know, that it's, it's, you know, you, you live a lifetime of that and you, you end up just getting a feeling for what is real and what isn't real, Yep. you know, what is embellished and what isn't embellished. And some people say, I don't know what I saw, but I can tell you it looked like this. And I've never Mm. seen another one.
3: And guys, two hours has flown by
4: pow, just like that, man.
0: (laughs) Wow. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even uh, watching the clock. Uh, yeah, we going
3: go on for like another two hours. We're going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well,
0: I love having Reverend Jeff as a guest. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> we'll have, to come back for, right. have
4: to come back for part two for another. Yeah, night. I'm down.
3: And uh, you know, so Reverend, what you got going on the podcast? What you got going?
4: Oh, uh, you know? well, we are finally at the end of the season. We've got a Bigfoot Entertainment Monthly coming up this week with your old pal Wes Losner. We'll talk some more. Little- post up a Bigfoot movie to watch, and then we'll review it. You know, we watched the really horrible ones, so you don't have to. <laughs> uh, 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 and then uh, the following Wednesday after that, we'll start with the super fan shows with uh, Cameron Young. We're going to talk about uh, Alaskan and Canadian Bigfoot. And uh, come the beginning of the year, in season nine, we're getting back to stuff that's real. The season of hoaxing is over. I need a little bit of better taste in my mouth. So we're going to try and start the, an, an evidence year. Yep. And really start to review some of the real evidence that's out there and, and why that stuff is important to remember that even casts that we found in the 50s are just as important as stuff that we're finding today.
3: Just flashing some thank of the messages, you, uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, and I again, thank you
4: everybody, uh, <laughs> for coming out and listening to me ramble for two hours. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, uh, Chris, why don't you do your thing?
4: Well, I, I I want to thank the
0: Reverend Captain Jeff Kelly for coming <laughs> on. And uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us tonight. I really appreciate you guys. And if you're watching us for the first time on YouTube, if you hadn't already, uh, please like, subscribe, uh, hit the notification
4: button. You know, it really helps out the channel.
0: Thanks.
3: And, Reverend, one more question. Do you own yeah. more than one boat?
4: More than one boat? No. Yeah. I Damn. Was- I, could,
3: I could have promoted you to Reverend Admiral
4: admiral admiral yeah, admiral, yeah you yeah, gotta yeah, get a fight. second
3: boat even if it's just like a, a, little,
4: <laughs> a little 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 little, uh a couple or of something. boards
3: with a with a yeah. log couple of logs that's all well, awesome.
4: i do have a dredge it floats does that count <laughs>
3: okay we <laughs> can call it so well, from now on you're going to be known as the reverend admiral
4: <laughs> the reverend admiral there we go that works for me <laughs> you thanks for fleet, having now. me on steve really yeah.
3: anytime brother and yep. folks on behalf of everybody here on squatch D T V, we want to wish everybody a happy safe and healthy week remember mask up the and COVID is still out there.
4: Shoot your potato cannon at grandma from the car. That's <laughs> yeah, amen to that. So, folks,
3: again, have a great week. We'll be here next week, November 29th, with Kentucky Bigfoot researcher Charlie Raymond. So we do have uh, a guest for next week, so we're all good to go.
0: It's gonna be a and, great show.
3: Yep. Just like this one was. Okay, folks, we'll catch you all next week. Squatch D T V
0: Sunday nights and,
3: Sunday nights, nine PM Eastern, and keep on squatching.